When I hear a uh, contemplative thought song like that, my mind flashes to what Mary would have been thinking when she was told the Savior of the world would be born through her. Wonder what she would have been wondering as she wandered under that Bethlehem, Nazareth sky. Personally, what it would have done to her life, how it would have changed things and her relationship with her fiancé, Joseph, and the other people in the town, but also what this would mean to the world, that hope was being brought into the world. And so let me read that account of what Luke says in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, of when Mary was told this news. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary, even though she begins to ask, how will this be, and wondering how this will happen, she has to realize what this would mean for the world. A Savior has come. The Messiah has come. That means life would now be lived differently. The great hope for her people that they have been waiting centuries and centuries for, the hope that would now bring peace on earth. And so just a few months later, when Jesus was now born, the angel came to uh, the shepherds, and now a multitude came to them. Let me pick the story up in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, where it says, The angel said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, the hope that Mary was first told had now come in that Prince of Peace. When you think of peace, I'm not sure what you think of, but it reminds me of an illustration that I heard a number of years ago, and let me just share it with you. There was an art contest that was um, done and held at a prominent location, and with this art contest, there was not one, but two winners that were chosen. 
the contestants had to draw a picture of what peace meant to them. The judges couldn't decide which one was more perfect, and so let me just describe them to you and ask you which one you may have felt means more peace to you. In one of the pictures, there was a beautiful painting of a serene lake. It's an idyllic kind of scene, uh, a mirror-smooth lake at, at the quiet of dawn, a reflection of the green trees kind of off the still waters, soft blush of the sky, grassy shores, a, sh- uh, a flock of sheep even up on the country hillside. It, it brings, when you look at it, a feeling of calmness and safety. You can kind of picture yourself being in that kind of a painting. It's a place where you can hear yourself think. Relaxed, safe, secure. But it's very interesting that a second picture won first prize as well. Very different picture. Let me describe it to you. It was a disturbing picture of a dangerous, rocky waterfall. In fact, the, the clouds overhead were dark and ominous. They were threatening rain. It was, it was like a bleak picture. It was a loud picture of roaring water coming off of this waterfall. The, 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 the picture felt rather cold and disparaging. Um, and in the middle of the waterfall, off of kind of a ledge, was a large tree. Now, if you look at a picture like that so far, you don't think of a sense of peace. But in that tree was a limb, and on that limb was a bird's nest. And in that bird's nest was a little red bird sitting upon her eggs, readying them to hatch, as peaceful as could be. Now, if you think in your mind which picture depicts peace, it probably depends upon how your day or your week or your month has gone, right? It could be different for both of us, for, for, for all of us in here. And yet those two pictures both depict a sense of peace. Because let me tell you what peace is not. Peace is not the absence of conflict or worries or problems. Peace is not getting rid of all those things that create anxiety in our lives. Some of us feel like, well, if I'll just get rid of my boss or my schoolwork or my bills or my husband or my wife or my children or whatever it may be, then I'll have peace. If I could just get away from it all, I'll have peace. Not necessarily. We will never have peace when we always have to be freed from conflict and problems. Peace is much more than what happens outside. Peace is is much more internally. I'll just share with you a little bit what has happened in our family just this past 24 hours. Uh, My wife's grandfather, Charles Pollard, passed away last night. And so I speak a little bit with a heavy heart, as as our family does as well, as we enter into this joyous season. But it's really not with a heavy heart. Because it's with a joyful heart, ultimately, that we share and are here tonight, and my family's here as well tonight, because we know that he lived a great long life, and we know he was a part of this church for many, many, many decades, and he had a joy of the Lord. In fact, just today, I was talking with my wife about it, and did not realize that he had been a Sunday school here for many, teacher here for many years, and then when he went to the living uh, um, uh, retirement home that he had been in for the last number of years, uh, taught a Bible study there. As well. And he was going through the Bible beginning in the book of Matthew, the New Testament, and going up through the book of Revelation. And my wife had just recently asked him what book he had taught through, um, and he had finished the book of Jude. And there's only one book left after Jude. You know what that is? 
Revelation. And then he passed away last night. Doesn't have to teach it anymore. He's experiencing that. He's in the presence of Jesus. And I think about the peace and the calmness that his family has knowing where he is. I think about the peace and the calmness that he lived in as well. I think about that sense of peace and calmness, what peace really is. Peace isn't what's going on outside of us. Peace is what's inside of us. In fact, Chuck Swindoll says it like this. He says, peace is that calm of mind that is not ruffled by adversity, overclouded by a remorseful conscience, or disturbed by fear or worry. That's what peace is. And I know that in this day and age, we we come with so much on our minds, we come with so much worry, which is why we're going to be talking about that in the first few weeks of, of January, that sometimes we forfeit that peace and buy into what the world is sharing with us. The world is saying, go, 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 do, do, do. Peace is that little red bird sitting on a tree in the midst of a raging storm and a waterfall falling. Peace is amidst that nest. You know, I don't, I hope you have all finished your shopping before you stepped into this place here today. I guess you could slip out and do a little bit more. But it reminds me of a time when I was shopping a number of years ago with my wife. And um, it was around the Christmas season, so it was very chaotic. And we wandered into the shoe section where no man should ever go, right? In the midst of that, I, I, I kind of was looking around for man's best friend, a, a chair in the midst of all that. And I, and I found one. And I remember sitting there in that chair, and while everybody was going, it, it, was, it was a zoo, a shoe zoo is really what it kind of was going on around. I remember sitting in that chair, sitting down and kind of popping my coll- collar up and, and my coat up and my hat down and just sitting back. And I actually was able to fall asleep. That's my idea of peace in the midst of hardships, right? That's peace. Peace isn't what's going on outside. Peace is what's going on inside. Living at peace with the Lord. Peace is something God wants to give us. Peace is that Christmas gift that comes from God for us. Peace is not something you work for or earn or buy or learn. Peace is a gift given by God. And the prophet Isaiah said it like this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. That's what Isaiah said. That Prince of Peace is coming. And throughout all of history, people have confused that inward peace with an outward peace that they desire. In fact, many Jews, as that prophecy was told, were believing that the Messiah was going to come and overthrow the government. King Herod thought that a new king was coming to overthrow him. He was going to be a political king. But here comes Jesus, now a ruler of the heart. A different kind of peace than what the world is used to. And isn't it interesting that at Christmas time we sing so much about Jesus taking that place of ruler king in our hearts, but then our words mean very little when we go out into our everyday lives. I mean, think about some of the songs that we even sang here today. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Come and behold him, the king of angels. Come and adore him. Worship and adore him. He is Christ the Lord. We sang joy to the world, the newborn king. 
Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Glory to the newborn king. You think about those words that even play in our secular society. You think about how quickly those words come and go when the Christmas season leaves. I would pray this year you would be doing something different as you sing one last day or two of those songs that they would be about an inward peace in your life, not the outward one that you're looking for, but an inward peace. And I'd have to wonder what our lives would look like if we sung those songs at Christmas time, but then lived those songs throughout the rest of the year. I mean, what would the world look like if that inward peace changed our outward actions to peace around the people around us? Could there be world peace? Could there be a hope for such a peace in our world today. Let me give you a hope for that. If you were here last year at Christmas Eve, um, I shared the story, true story, of um, World War I, a happening that took place on a hundred years ago this very night. Christmas Eve, 1914. And I shared about how on the battlefield between the German and the British armies, there was a Christmas time truce that was called as they began to sing, one side singing Silent Night in their own language, and then hearing across the battlefield, another side sing Silent Night in their own language as well. And uh, about a few, a uh, couple of weeks ago, someone showed me a video that was made by a supermarket that put that story onto video. And so I want to show that with you. This is a true story. I want to show that to you. And um, as you watch it, be amazed at what could truly happen if warring countries could do something such as this. Let's take a look. Jenkins. Oakley. Night. My name is Jim. My name is Otto. 
Pleased to meet you, Otto. Freut mich. Rose, she's called. Um, schön, um, schön. That's a true story, obviously with a little bit of cinematic license delved in, but a true story about a count of there's people who gave witness and eye testimony and were in that battle and then stopped for Christmas time and then shots were fired and went back to begin the war again. But what would happen? What would happen if every country at war with one another realized and lived out and honored a sense of peace? What would happen? If every person who was at war with a friend or a relative would realize and honor a sense of peace in their own lives. If they realize that this gift that God gave to us through His Son Jesus meant that there was no more war between God and man. Peace now could be achieved here on earth by a relationship with Jesus and allowing that inner peace to change our outward lives. What would happen this upcoming year if that's how you lived your entire life in 2015? Seems idealistic, but could it happen? I mean, could tonight be a night that um, makes a change in your small corner of the world? Peace in your earth, peace on your corner of the earth. Maybe tonight is the first night that you begin to act differently and start anew with an estranged relative that you'll talk to at a party that you go to even after this services or tomorrow or the next day. Maybe tonight could be the first start of a brand new relationship that you have when you go back to work with a coworker. Maybe tonight could be the start of a new relationship with your son or your daughter who maybe you've been estranged from. Maybe today you've said, this is now a new start of how I treat my spouse or even my ex-spouse that I still have to interact with. Or maybe tonight you realize that you haven't made peace yet with God, but now He has given you peace on earth. See, the hope has now come. Peace is now here. And may this night of remembering peace on earth be the first of many for you. And may God's gift on that most holy night bring you inward peace so that it would change your outward actions and the peace that you share with others.
One of the songs that so many of us love so much is a song that Pastor Stephen is now going to come and sing for us. The song, O Holy Night. And as we listen to that song, may God's peace be upon you as you accept and as you love His Son Jesus in this upcoming year.